This is the Soundtrack of Life, a music podcast. Uh, a passion project is what I'll call it. Just two guys who are not qualified <laughs> to do any of this. But we hope to bring a little bit of uh, a couple different kind of uh, viewpoints from just talking about music. Just with, with two people who do love music. And from opposite ends of the spectrum, me being a musician and Sean being not a musician. No, <laughs> not at all. But I I suppose I'll, I'll be your host. I was it's, thinking I was thinking today the tag for this, this thing may be uh, something about the music guy and the tone gap tone deaf guy or something <laughs> something to that point. It takes all kinds of kinds. But just because, you know, if you're tone deaf, that just means you can't carry a tune in a bucket. That don't mean you don't know a good one when you hear it. There you go. I can't sing. No. There's no doubt about that. It does take practice. Because I could, I mean, singing and singing well are two different things. Well, the worst people that can hurt, that can give you give you confidence when you shouldn't have confidence is when you go to church. <laughs> nobody's going to tell you at church that you're not good. No. And uh, there's people that's not good. No. And, well, yeah. They, and I'm not, so yeah. I don't get up there. <laughs> well, you know your limitations. I do. It's in the view. This will be episode one of the soundtrack of life. I'm Matt. If you are familiar with Manchild Movie Night, which I suppose that if you know us, you listen to Manchild Movie Night, thus is the reason why you're listening to this. But if you're new to us, we do have a movie podcast we host with another friend of ours. Uh, but this is, uh, like I said, a passion project. And I'm Matt and with Sean. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> just an introduction. Well, for that anyway. And uh, But we're planning on doing, well, what we're going to talk about is our uh, top five favorite artists of all time. I know I said top five, top ten. But Sean's already broke the rules and has 11. I think I've got a list of like 12. But I've got narrowed down to 10 with some honorable mentions. So, I think we'll just go ahead and jump right in it. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, let me knock out, I've got a, like you, you said. a 10A, I, a 10B? Well, no, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I've got. I've got some honorable mentions that, uh, about six of those. Okay, go for it. Yeah, well, we can do the, the ones that almost made the almost list. Almost made the almost list. Almost made the list. Um, go ahead. In no particular order on this, this part here, uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Little band out of out of Canada, um, really got got to be known when they uh, appeared on the show nine hundred two one zero, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. I didn't realize that's where they. It's one of the first places. I mean, they they were around before, but they really got some world, you know, got some play when that happened. Cause okay. uh, was one week their first. No. Okay. No, they had stuff way before that. Was it their first kind of breakout? It, it, yeah, it was, yeah. But okay. their their other stuff's a lot better than that. I, um, I might know one this other bare naked uh, lady song other than one week. Our old apartment, I think, is the name of one of the songs. Brian Wilson. Um, if I had a million dollars. Brian Wilson is that about the yeah. Rich Boys guy? Yeah. So, uh, who was it? Uh, not not Luke Perry. Who's the other guy that? The Canadian. Uh, Jason Priestley? Jason Priestley. He's the one who got him on the show. Okay. They're, he's from Canada, too. So they got him on the show together. 
So I never uh, watched that show. I just know Jason Priestley from Tombstone. I was right in my wheelhouse back in the day. Um, they had good music on that show too. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing before you get to, if you want to know the differences here, there's what, 12, 13 years? Yeah. At different yeah. Age yeah. difference. Sean yeah. is 12. It's a half a generation. 13 years. Are you 76? Yeah, 76. Yeah. 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 13 years. My senior, I was born. I lived four months in the 80s, and that's it. Yeah. Me and your dad is pretty good friends at one time. Yeah. Well, that's been, you know, it's like a circle. While it back. Just goes, it, it me and just, your brother. Me and uh, your brother was good friends. Still yeah. are. But, but uh, just to show you, we're not two guys of the same generation. No. With, no, no, no. You know, we'll have very similar musical taste, but yeah, there was carry a, on. Sorry. There I was throw a, that out uh, there. There was a uh, nightclub on that show called The Peach Pit After Dark, and they'd have music on there, and that's... <clears throat> where they come on. Uh, next one was Prince. Um, he uh, he was awesome. Very underrated guitar player. Very underrated. Uh, the next one, and I, I, I don't know how they gave him my top ten, but I didn't. That's Michael Jackson. Mm. I mean, you listen to his music, and no matter what you think about him as a person, if his music is... If we ever do, and if we, I mean, we're just starting on this thing, and I think we will and we should do a list of, and do a, com- a combined, like where me and you vote on it, and we have a top ten together of greatest artists of all time. If yeah. I had to put Michael Jackson with right. the and, top and five this on is, that This one. is not that list. Mm, this, this is, is favorites. Not, this Personal is, favorites. This is ours, right. not top. And that's, you know, on, on Manchild, we did a top. Mm-hmm. Top There's songs a, list. We did a top and, ten favorite songs, and I caught myself up trying to put some of the greatest songs. The great, and it, <laughs> I wish I could go. I, I went my, back and listened to that. My last, my list would change. Uh, Pink Floyd. Um, uh, I mean, one of the one of the greatest lines in a song is, you know, we're just two lost souls swimming in a fish bowl year after year. Yeah. What does it mean? What, I, mean I don't know, yeah. but it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Walk of life. Uh, Walk of life, probably my. One of the, uh, you know, there was one of the, I guess maybe third or fourth, might not have been that much, might have been more than that, but they were, you know, around for the infancy of uh, MTV when it started. Uh, you know, their, uh, their video, uh, Money for Nothing, Oh yeah, Dire, dire Straits. Yeah, Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Walk of Life is my favorite song ever of all time. Um, let's see, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Mm. But I didn't you, even think about Fleetwood. But Mac. you got Fleetwood Mac and you got Stevie Nicks. Yeah, you know, uh, I'd be more of a Fleetwood Mac. I mean, well, I, I like Stevie Nicks with Tom Petty, with the one song that they did. Yeah. Well, maybe they did more. I'd dragging, stop dragging my heart around. They did the one that her and uh, Don Henley did, Leather and Lace. Uh, that's a good one too. Yeah, I like Stevie Nicks. Um, did she have a career? Was she yes, before she, Fleetwood no, Mac? No, after. Okay. After. So she did like Edge of 17 and yes, all of that, that after? Yes, that was after. Okay. That was after. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know if she was, it, how that worked out. I need to brush up on my And then uh, the last of my honorable mentions was Eric Church. Um, so I like look, his music. I've only got three honorable mentions, and I'll just throw them out here real quick. <clears throat> Eric Clapton. When I initially made the list, oh, Eric, slow hand. Eric was on there. Yeah. But then I thought of a few others. And I'm like, oh. I actually thought of one other band. Like Eric is eleven or ten, ten B. Um, the other the other group pushed him off there, and I, it had to be done because 
I do like the other group more. Uh, Incubus is another, mm. which there separates our, yeah. there's some generational stuff there because by the time I started Incubus, they were in the 90s, but I started, uh, I've discovered them around the time they did Morning View, the Morning View album, and stay tuned, there will be a episode of our top five albums that you can just turn on and let them play all the way through and not skip any of them and every song is of equal and their album Morning View is one of those for me and uh, Coheed and Cambria Dusty if you listen to this if you know you know well, <laughs> me and Dusty were big Coheed fans in high school two of my honorable mentions was when I was in college we would uh, play football uh, I guess it was NCAA, whatever year it was, I guess, 98, 99. Probably on the original PlayStation or uh, original PlayStation, 64 or something PlayStation, like that. PlayStation, yeah. And we would listen to uh, Bare Naked Ladies and Pink Floyd. Two opposite ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> but we'd listen to those. And, uh, of course, the other thing we did all the time was we'd start a, we'd start a cocktail <laughs> and go to a certain point and stop. The next day, pick it back up, uh-huh. wash it through a thousand times. But anyway, cocktail. But that's we, we, that's another. We'll be kind of probably all over the place on this one a little bit because we're getting our feet under us. We knew we wanted to do. I'd been had the idea to do this for a while, and I just didn't know if anybody'd be willing to do it. And I brought it up. Sean's like, "Yeah, I'm signed me up." And I'm like, "That's all I needed was somebody well, to talk opposite of me." What was it? Thursday? Uh, I called you Thursday. Uh huh. And, and then you talked for fifty it. minutes. Yeah, we had, we had an episode, episode yeah. talked about all that day. <laughs> Because we were we were going to see uh, Can, uh, Cody, Cody Cannon and Departed, yeah, Thursday night. I would say as a primer, other than this episode, that top ten favorite songs episode, I, I went and listened to it again. For a few guys that don't know what the heck they're doing as far as podcasting goes, just turning on a record button, like it got pretty emotional there toward the end when yeah. we were talking about stuff. I mean, and there, there's some good conversation there. Audio is yeah. not great, of course. Audio on this probably won't be as as fancy as some other people's, but doggone it. I like talk radio, and I got things I want to say. There you go. But uh, I'll I'll go ahead and start it. Go ahead. <clears throat> that way you can have that number one position. But my number ten, I had to put them on here, and I listen to them all day today. They these this is not the group that squeaked out Eric Clapton, but I it well pretty much I guess is number ten, and that's the Turnpike Troubadours. Mm. I discovered them through probably Blackberry Smoke Pandora Station. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. or a red dirt country. That's what they are. They're, and to me, yeah. they're the very definition of a red dirt country band. Yeah, they they um, are. They are. Uh, the, what's the, Evan? Evan Felker. Evan Felker. <clears throat> the dude. The way he writes songs is how I. I don't. If you're not from the South, which we're from Northeast Mississippi. If you're not from the South, you might not be as drawn in by it. But his songs are so simple, but at the same time, how he phrases things and how he words things, it's like, well, like the one I sent you today. Yeah. I don't, uh, heck, I can't even remember, but I'm going to quote it. And it is, I don't even remember what song that's from. Yeah, it's from, uh, but the, you looked it up. The lyric is, I don't mind you playing me, just keep it in a major key. And I heard that and I was like, that right there is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. Well, I think I've heard the song, but I guess I just didn't pay attention to it because I've pretty much listened to their whole catalog, which is at this point in time, as of 
February the 22nd, as of day of recording this, uh, they old, have... Old-time feeling like Old-time feeling. Yeah. Uh, as of the recording of this, they only have four albums out, uh, which well, I figure Well, the fifth one's on the way, according to, to what well, I've Well, I hearing. figured, yeah, yeah, and they've got a big tour They're, they're back on tour. On. Um, uh, the first show... Is the first couple shows in Red Rocks? I know, uh, I know they're doing I think Red so. Rocks. Yeah, I think and so. And then they're doing Tulsa. Because I read an article a while back when... Because he's Evans sober, and they they took yeah. off the time with the pandemic yeah. and all. You know, they, they've been off about four years, something like that. Um, that last yeah, album, they've been off. They've been off a while. That last album they did was twenty eighteen, maybe twenty seventeen. Long way from your heart. Um, but <clears throat> if you're not familiar with Turnpike Troubadours, and it sounds like something you're into, I recommend. Well, I recommend all their stuff, but a good. My favorite is uh, the album Goodbye Normal Street. My favorite song from that album is Good Lord Lori. Oh, yeah. But I, I, some of my favorites are The House Fire, uh, The Bird Hunters, uh, Wrecked, Good Lord Lori. Uh, probably the best place to start if you're going to, to get their sound is uh, Long Hot Summer Day. Oh, yes. But, but I'm, not, a, I'm a sucker for But film. that's not even their song. Oh, it didn't? I no, didn't realize they did that's that. That's a cover. Okay. Didn't yeah. know that. But that that song, so to back up what we were saying, the first couple shows are in Tulsa. Okay, that's their they're, hometown. Yeah, they're going to be in. Uh, they're going to be four nights at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, gotcha. and then they're going to uh, another couple places in Texas, uh, Houston, uh, Halotes, Texas, and then they're doing uh, two shows at Red Rocks in May. Gotcha. And uh, today, they just announced they're going to do two shows at the Ryman, Nashville. Mm-hmm. And those tickets go on sale Friday at 10 o'clock. And they're doing a Friday and Saturday night show. And Kelly's going to get on and try to buy tickets for Friday night. And I'm going to get on and try to buy tickets for Saturday night. And if we get both of them, they go twice. Heck yeah. And that's if another not, thing. we'll have no trouble selling them. There's another thing that you'll learn. Sean is the concert guy. Yes, sir. They go and see. He's wearing his, he's got his Cody Canada hat and he's got his Black Crows World Tour 2021 t-shirt. He's a rock and roll. Well, he, I don't know. We're going to go through the list and you're going to see what kind of differences in music that we have and just in our own list. But that was my number 10, Turnpike Troubadours. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do, you, I'm gonna do uh, 11, then do 10 real quick. Okay. Uh, 11's Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. <laughs> uh, favorite song from theirs is uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. No Sleep. Tell yeah, Brooklyn. and that you know their first album is the greatest one to me. License to Ill, um, you know they had some more with Sabotage and uh, Sab- Intergalactic. Sabotage was it an album? It may have been. Okay, I think Sabotage and Intergalactic was on two different albums, but their their best one was their was their. Was that got fight for your right to party? Yeah, first got, one got fight for your okay. right. Paul Revere. Uh, See, I'm not. I know maybe four Beastie oh, Boys songs. They 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 were just never they've yeah, never really they, you know clicked with me. I mean I think that they and I, and don't quote me on this, but to me, they're one of the first groups to bring rap and rock kind of together. Yeah, I can uh, see that. And, and kind of uh, as a band themselves, mm-hmm. not you know like not like Aerosmith and Run DMC, right? But like uh, like what they did. Well, you get they, people. Like that spawned off of them, probably like Cage the Elephant. If you've ever heard Cage the Elephant, they're kind of, or well, at least a handful of songs that I've heard by I them. Would, I would dare say that, that or, if, uh, if you ask Rage Against the Machine, there, there I, I would dare that's, say the Beastie Boys yeah. is a is a is a uh, forerunner for mm-hmm. them or somebody. Yeah, that that's, they that's what to. I asked. What was my thought yeah, there? You know that kind of thing, or like even a um, Slipknot. 
Mm. Something like that, you know. Um, then uh, number 10 is Credence. Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, my favorite, and, you know, we talked about picking uh, picking albums. Mm-hmm. Problem is, most of these bands have got greatest hit albums that are so dang good. It's like a cop-out, you know. But uh, And with them, they put out like four just in 1969, or like late 68 to the end of 69, but, and they put out like my, at least three. But and they my, were all stupid good. Yeah. They're all good. But my favorite uh, song of theirs is Have You Ever Seen the Rain? It, and I, I just found this from the complete collection. I mean, it's all their songs. I think it's a double CD thing or something. Maybe even be four CDs. I gotcha. don't know. There's so well, many. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll piggyback because Credence was my number seven. Okay. Uh, that was the band that I thought of, and it bumped, clapped See, it out of the running. And I was telling you when we were talking the other day that, that Credence is one of my dad's favorite bands. Yeah. And uh, me and him has had a similar taste. I found that I like his his stuff. You know, the yeah. Steppenwolf, the uh, Grand Funk Railroad. So my uh, dad is he likes all this stuff, but I didn't hear him listening to it growing up because he listened to gospel all the time. Yeah. And so, or country. He, my dad likes country, but uh, my dad's a big fan of Heart, which is when you think about it, you know, my dad. I'm like when I heard he was a bit, apparently my mom's like, oh, your dad loves Heart. He loved them. I mean, well, there's actually two different versions of Heart. There's the uh, the the first version, the the newer, the the younger version the of seventies. There was more rock, rock, and then it got to be more pop ballady, yacht rock. Yeah, more, which is which is which is still too. good. You know, like, how do I get you alone? Right, and all that stuff. right, right. Yeah, but Barracuda and stuff like that. That was Barracuda, early. Magic Man. Now those those two, uh, those two ladies could rock now. What's the the acoustic uh, crazy on you? Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, credence and uh, my favorite songs because I can't narrate just one. As uh, long as I can see the light, have you ever seen the rain and Green River? Yeah, and me and my brother who have a band. I'm a guitar player. We do at one point in time we did a whole medley. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of their songs in the same key. We right. do like four credence right. songs. Just boom, never change, and then just go into all of them. So see, my dad he didn't listen to country music. That that surprised you. He, he didn't yeah. like it. Did not like it, and he was. <laughs> He was a borderline hippie from the seventies, sixties and seventies. Around Billy Don, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> but there, I'll throw in with you there for, and make them my uh, number nine. Okay. So you can go ahead with okay. your your number nine. Number nine, Guns and Roses. I was too young to see them original, the original lineup. Um, I never got a chance to go because I think what mid nineties. Early nineties, they they broke up. Yeah, uh, they broke up. Oh, was that last time they did the spaghetti incident or something like that? I don't something think weird. that was even the full band. Okay, um, um, it may have been. I because they the hit big eighty seven. Oh yeah, appetite for destruction. Appetite for destruction. I mean that's that's the one. And that's pretty much if you listen to a greatest hits, that's it. The only thing that might not be on there is uh, well, November Rain. November Rain's not on there. Don't Cry's not on there. Um, the uh, Use Your Illusion one and two. They had a lot of good songs yeah, on them, but had, uh, if you want, what's the song? Is it Civil War. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, Civil War, yeah. and uh, what's the one? What we have here is a failure to communicate. What's that song? Isn't that Civil War? Is it okay? Maybe Civil War. I, I just so. I know that intro. What we have here is a failure to yeah, communicate. Yeah, that's, that's out of uh, oh the movie. Uh, is it the Wall? No, no, it's, it's not the Wall. It's uh, the movie um, Two Hand Luke. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, Guns and Roses, my favorite song is Paradise City. But I have, I have since been able to see them. I've seen them twice. Uh, when they come back with three of the band members, uh, 
Axel and, and Slash and uh, um, I can't think of the guy's name now. Duff. Duff. Bass player. Duff. Those three back together, and I saw them in uh, New Orleans and saw them in Little Rock. Uh, Little Rock, that was with Sturgill. Yeah, Sturgill opened for them. Weird. Cause when, did you see them in, was it Nashville when Stapleton? It was them in Stapleton? I didn't, I didn't see them there. Okay. No, no. But, uh, yeah, Guns and Roses, I mean, that was 86, 87, 88. You know, I'm... They I'm, had a run there. It was all pretty much them until... Nirvana. Oh, they, they are the definition of. Uh, I was listening. I heard this song come on church yesterday, other day. Uh, Bad Company, shooting star. Mm-hmm. They're. De- I mean, they they started and burned fast. Yeah. And then it that was first done. album was so stinking good. It yeah. was like it yeah. set them up for. Yeah. I mean. And then they had, the, like I said, use your illusion, and I think that the spaghetti incident may have been their fourth one. That and they were done. That was it. Uh, Chinese Democracy was supposed to come out for years. They worked years. on it for 20-something yeah, years. Yeah, and then it finally come out. And <laughs> word was that they were making new music, um, that Axel and, and Slash could get along good enough to, to do that. But, yeah. man, I'm going to tell you, both concerts we went to was 26 songs, and they were, I mean, just pumping them out. Yeah. All right. My number eight is Jamie Johnson. Oh, I'm like you. Well, I mean, my brother is all country. I like more rock and roll, but Jamie Johnson does something for me that like no other. I, the country I like is 90s country for the most part. And he's he's kind of in a category all his own. You can throw him in with, he's like a modern day outlaw country like Waylon Jennings and all those guys. But to mm-hmm. me, he's even different than them. Cause it's just, I don't know. He's he's got that rock and roll edge, but it's all just country. There's nobody making music his kind of music today. No, I don't. Like think. not even really close. And I've seen him twice. Yeah, um, not even really close. And I, that lonesome song. Yeah, was his wasn't his first album. Is his second album, but it was his first. His first album was more of a um, label kind of deal, and he's got some pretty good songs on that one. Uh, uh, Flying Silver Eagle and all that, but that lonesome song, every song on it is just yeah. stupid good. Yeah. And if you have not listened to Jamie Johnson, I don't care if you're not a fan of country music, go listen to Jamie Johnson. Yeah, I saw him open for Kid Rock in Nashville, <laughs> and then I saw. And he him. doesn't look anything like he'd sound. He looks oh, like no. David Allen Coe yeah. did in the '70s with yeah. his long hair and his big long beard and. But uh, that but album, uber talented. Oh my God, we saw him in Tupelo. Well, he sings just like, like he talks. Five or six months ago, yeah. Uh, Whiskey Myers opened for him, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, he did some covers of some songs. They were rock songs. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's and did them in his own little. Oh yeah, him and his band's yeah. way. But yeah. Uh, yeah. my favorite songs of his is that Lonesome Song, which makes an appearance on my favorite songs of all time list. My way to you, can't cash my checks. And heartache, yeah. And like he is his, my brother's favorite. Period. I like him. Uh, color. What's the song? In color. In color. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's I mean, singing it, if it's you a can't good... relate to that song, you're not from the south. Oh, I, I mean that song. Just a, a little story, a little side story there. I like the song, and had feelings about it before. Anyway, well, when me and Jana went and got married, it was June, and we were just playing. The place where we went was a bed and breakfast, uh, kind of cabin like deal. 
and we were there with another couple who was stay- they had two rooms. We stayed in a room. They were staying in a room. He was a aspiring songwriter out of that because we was about an hour north of Nashville. And the guy and the woman that owned the place and run it, he played music and sang and kind of wrote his own songs too. So we sat out on the porch and just played music. And uh, I played through that song, and it's that line in there. Can't tell it here, but it was hot that June. The rose was red and her eyes were blue. That's she had red roses, and I I, I started crying then because yeah. I was like, okay, it it means a lot more to me now. There's there's one person I think of, and it, and then there's no reason for me to think of this fellow when I think of that song, but it's uh, brother Felix. Mm-hmm. I hear that song, I think about him. Yeah, you know, because uh, I've seen pictures of him in black and white mm-hmm. in in the service. Yeah. And, you know, I just think about that, you know. it's. But he's got, yeah, just do yourself a favor yeah. and go yeah, listen to him. him. That was my number eight, Jamie Johnson. And I think that's probably going to get, yeah, we rock and roll from here on out, baby. <laughs> well, I am too. <laughs> well, right, I number eight. Sort of. Number eight, Led Zeppelin. Oh, I knew we were about to get to some heavies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about them together because they would have been my, my, they are next on my list too. Okay. They would have been my. Favorite song, mine's Cashmere. I like When the Levy Breaks. Oh gosh, that's uh, a great intro on that Cashmere, song. Yeah. Uh, Misty Mountain Hot. Yeah. And uh, Ramble On. Yeah. Uh, of, course, but, of course you would like the ones that speak about. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings, yeah. <laughs> um, favorite favorite album is, is uh, and I guess it's, I guess it's kind of a greatest hits, but not really. Because there's not all of them on there, but Mothership, that's mm-hmm. that's a good one. It's got a lot of the good songs on it. Um, I'm I'm more more of a fellow for bang for your buck type thing, you know. Um, there's some of them, and and there's some greatest hits albums over the years that they're more popular than some of the other regular albums. Like they put them out, and some of them they they put uh, new songs on. Yeah. Some of them have, have yeah. done that or re-releases of old songs. Like, and there's some Skinner greatest hits albums. Just use them as an example that because that's what i think of where they re-release songs that they didn't ever even release on studio albums they mm-hmm. recorded them but they didn't you know never released b-sides them. or whatever they right were. yeah down south Me and Aaron Lewis don't we get along about a uh, Mr. Mr. Springsteen. I'm not gonna sing along. We're just going weed out anybody like that now. <laughs> not a huge fan of Dave Matthews either. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I like Dave Matthews. Okay, well, we'll, his music we'll, anyway. We'll agree to disagree like on that one. Yeah, well, um, we're going. For, we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll the, my next one on the list. We're probably gonna talk about it together too. And it's Skinner, Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah, I had them up higher. I figured you did. They are uh, number three okay. on my list. But, yeah, um, we, we go ahead and talk we'll, about we'll them talk about since I alluded to them. Um, so, it's not really any of the, any of the, I guess the big two, you'd say, the songs, you know, uh, Free Bird or uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, you hear them so much. Uh, my favorite of theirs is just strictly because of the different music you hear in the song. It's called Me the Breeze. You can hear, you can hear Billy Powell playing the mm-hmm. piano. Uh, you know, it's got a little bit of everything mixed in it. 
And uh, got horns, horns but my, coming there. My favorite album of theirs is Second Helping. I, I like it. Pronounced is my favorite. Okay. The yeah. first one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Second Second Helping of all albums, like of of, of artists that released albums. A lot of times that sophomore slump hits. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their second one, and it's not yeah. as good as the first. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they kick off. Sweet Home Alabama kicks that one off. Yeah. And then they've got, what else is, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, Don't Ask Me No Questions, uh, Needle in the Spoon. Yeah. I mean, they call and, me the breezes on that album. And see, me and you talked about this on a man-child one time, I think. We kind of got, got off got on it, a Skinner tangent. We got off on a Skinner point, tangent. Yeah. And the first thing that most folks think about when you say Leonard Skinner is redneck, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were from Jacksonville, Florida. They speak to a certain... They do speak uh, to a certain <laughs> persuasion of people, but they also had songs that actually had a message to them. Needle in a Spoon, That Smell. Um, Talk about drug. Yeah, um, all drugs. I can do is write in a song. You know, just different kind of Say, stuff that... The, the, 30, uh, Saturday Night Le- Special. There'll be a Leonard Skinner Oh yes, yeah, there's Probably a, a two-parter if I had to guess. Retrospective. Of, uh, matter of fact, I, I want to kick myself right square in the, you know what, we were uh, <laughs> driving down to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Oh, and didn't stop? Didn't stop. Mm. And we didn't we, come We didn't come back that way. We need to go, the, I need to go down there. Yeah, I, 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 I want to go. Yeah. Uh-oh. But it's, it's just right off the interstate it's there. It's in Magnolia. Yeah. Or yeah. right out of Macomb. Yeah, just right, right on the state, yeah. almost on state line. 55. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite song is Tuesday's Gone. Yeah. Uh, and then I like On the Hunt, which is on... Uh, the third album. Now, a very, very... Nothing fancy. I'm not a big fan of the of the incarnation now because mm-hmm. there's not so many of them left. There's only one. But one <laughs> but one of their very, very underrated albums that nobody ever hears Endangered is called Endangered Species. It's an it's it's acoustic right. version. You dead gum right. Man, that thing. When, when, when they do... Uh, the Last Rebel. The Last Rebel, man. Yeah, that, that'll... Yeah. that'll That'll get you get you in the feelings. Yeah, you better. It gets misty. There's yeah. no doubt. And, I, and one, I know a little is another one that I like. That was um, on their last album. Street Poison whiskey. You know that's on that. That's pronounced. on that one. That's on. Pronounced. Well, that's on that endangered species okay. too. Yeah. And then you got Simple Man. I mean, we we don't even mention it. And you know, I or Curtis Lowe. Yeah. You know, I could talk about them. All, <laughs> There's so many all night long. But that and that all day one tomorrow. that one is that was my dad's favorite band. And, uh, was my favorite band for a long time. Oh, me too. Time. Me too. And, he, and he, he'd tell stories about seeing them in Tupelo in concert. And like I was telling you, when we had the furniture, furniture built furniture down there at uh, my granddaddy's, uh, they'd all have the radio on. And, and it was uh, <clears throat> Golden Platinum was the one they listened to so much. And I think it has uh, Give Me Three, Give me three steps. steps. Yeah, and, and I can just see him cutting through. My dad, dad liked to dance. He was a dancer. <laughs> Oh, him and Mama danced in the living room with the Bee Gees. Yeah, I mean he was he, he had a confidence that I never got. Well, let's just say, I, same with my dad too. So, uh, but you, you he been cutting. I mean, he just scooting across the floor there and was building furniture and you know, listening. To Give me three steps and all them boys there listening to it. It was, I mean that that's what music is. It brings back memories. You put it to a memory. It's like they say you never forget never forget a smell. I don't think you forget a song. I mean, music, <clears throat> I, don't, I, I believe that music, even in its secular form, is at its core 
inspired by spiritual. Oh, it, it's it was a, a Holy Spirit ordained God ordained. I mean, well, He tells you to make a joyful noise in the yeah. Bible, and He talked about David playing the harp for Him. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was it, you know He was a man after after God's own heart. Yeah. You know, I'm, the Bible ordains music. Yeah, absolutely. Now, some of it probably not well, the way he wants to I was going to say, what was we, what was that? Your number, uh, your number seven. Number okay. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> ACDC, my number seven. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, I couldn't not put them on here because they, uh, growing up teenager, learning to play guitar, their riffs are just all the same. The songs sound the same. The riffs are different, you but know. They're, but they're, they're they're all iconic. Oh yeah. I mean, when you yeah. hear it, you know exactly what it is. Um, the favorite albums, Back in Black, of course. Yeah. Highway to Hell, and uh, the favorite songs I like: If You Want Blood and Jailbreak. Not the typical. I mean, I like all of them, but. Uh, and see, you wasn't you weren't around. You weren't even born yet. Probably wasn't even thought about yet. When. The satanic panic and all that yeah, kind of stuff was going lady, on. Yeah. Um, and they had Highway to Hell. And, of course, ACDC is supposed to mean After Christ, Devil Comes, all Christ, this crap. Christ, Devil's Child. Yeah. And, and if you listen, if you actually listen to what the band tries to tell you and not what stupid people that don't know anything try to tell you, Highway to Hell has nothing to do with actual hell. Mm-mm. It's going on tour. Getting away from their family and being on tour is hell for them. Well, Bon Scott, so I read an interview with them. Bon Scott, their original lead singer that passed away, he said that, you know, we wrote the song, Highway to Hell. And he said, at that point in time, he said, we had been on the road mm-hmm. for months. And he said, literally, he said, I'm literally, I think it might have been Bon Scott, it was either Bon or Angus. He said, I'm literally sleeping with another guy's feet in my face. He said, if that's not hell, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> So it don't have the meaning you think it has. No. And but But songs us Baptists can't look past that. No. S- songs are what's it, subjective, objective, whatever. Yeah. Subjective, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, you get out of it what you basically what you want to get out of it. And so you take what you want to. I don't take it that way. They're to me they're just a, a blues rock they're a rock and roll group who were inspired by blues songs and a little bit perverted when they wrote their songs, <laughs> like a whole lot of Rosie and <laughs> well, they was no more more uh, than any of the rest of them than Prince. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean all his songs sexual. Ooh. Yeah, well, so was the next group on my list, but wow. uh, that was my number seven. Your number six. Uh, number six, Black Crows. The their their my my favorite song of theirs is my favorite song of all time. She talks to angels, and uh, we they're, went. They're not on my list, but they would be a, probably a top 25 favorite artist of all time. Um, I like uh, Strutting Blues and uh, Could I Have Been So Blind. Yeah. Um, Sister Look. That they, old uh, Shaky Moneymaker album is another well, one. Well, see, that's that's where we saw them. It was the uh, 30th anniversary. Twenty had to be 30. Yeah, that was in nineteen ninety or yeah. nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. So, so the tour was uh, supposed to be two thousand. We saw them in two thousand one. We saw them in uh, July of last year. 
Yeah. COVID Most knocked of your shirt says 2021 anyway. Yeah, COVID knocked them out. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be 2020. Okay, so it, that what? Got that you. was the 30th anniversary of Shaky Moneymaker. So they just went straight down playing Shaky Moneymaker. And then they added in some other stuff. They uh, um, added some other, other stuff, and I might have covered a couple songs, did some other stuff, but played some more off of their other albums. But right. uh, I think it was they was going to play those plus a few more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when that, when that, when that, when they first come out, uh, you weren't hearing stuff like that much. And they were actually classified themselves as Southern Punk Hippies. That's what they are. I mean, they're... Their big, uh, Humble Pie was a big influence on them. And if you go back and listen to Humble Pie, it's like, mm, they and, pretty much could have been cloned. And they were, and, and here's, here's two examples. Humble Pie was British. Well, here's an example of two, two different spectrums that influenced that they influenced one was hooting the blowfish mm-hmm. the other one was uh blackberry smoke right you know you you can't but well, all those people have one thing in common they're good yeah <laughs> they're good singers they're good songwriters uh-huh. they're good like blackberry smoke they remind me a lot of uh zach brown band if you ever mm-hmm. seen them everybody in the band plays a role and they yes. play the role correctly and perfectly they harmonize together and do everything together. That's like Hootie the Blowfish you, or, or somebody like that or Black Crows. Not not so much Black Crows, but I don't think they really like playing together. But the brothers, <laughs> they do right now. The Brothers Robinson. <laughs> Give them another year. Well, we was afraid we'd never get to see them when uh-huh. they actually bought the tickets because we figured this is going to blow up in front of everybody because mm-hmm. Chris can't, can't, can't keep it together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah but he and Rich don't get along. It was a it was a good show, and Bare Naked Ladies opened for them. Oh. So, uh we, uh, See, I wouldn't core, I wouldn't put them two together, but I mean, there's a lot of bands that go on tour together that are not. I mean, back in the day, Leonard Skinner opened up for the Who. Well, yeah, they're not. I mean, you don't want a band like you opening for you. True, you know, you don't. So it you don't it makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. But all right, my number six, ZZ Top, <laughs> little old band from Texas. I've seen, um, I've seen them a couple. times. I've never got to see them. They didn't. They didn't make my list. I've I've never seen. I've seen Turnpike Troubadours. I've seen Jamie Johnson. I've never seen. I've seen John Fogarty, uh, and I've never seen ZZ Top. I've seen Skinner, but ZZ Top. They're another one like Led Zeppelin. I mean, what the, what is there left to say about ZZ Top? We lost Dusty Hill this past year, um, but they're they're carrying on. Uh, they're just good rock and roll, blues rock and roll music. They speak to a certain, you know, they're from Texas, so they got a little Southern, but they're, uh, Billy Gibbons started out in like a, uh, uh, like a psychedelic band in the, okay. in the early sixties, the moving sidewalks was the name of their group. They had opened up for Jimi Hendrix at one point, I think. Hmm. But, uh, my favorite album theirs is Trace Hombres, which is their s- third album. And uh, that's got Waiting for the Bus, Chic. Um, but then I like uh, Sure Got Cold After the Rain Fell, which was on their first album. It's a slow song, which you don't hear a lot of ZZ Top slow songs. And uh, Give Me All Your Lovin', which is on my favorite song, one of on my favorite top ten favorite songs of all time list. But that is ZZ Top. Uh, uh, Rough Boy's a good one, too. Oh, yeah. S- slow song. Yeah. Um, when they had Hot Blue and Righteous back in, yeah. you know, they had a lot and of see, slow was Back there again, when uh, Eliminator come out, I was, you know, I was, was old a little enough, That's eighty three, I, I think. Yeah, I was old enough to be listening to it. You know, I was, I was. My dad uh, likes ZZ Seven, top. eight years old then, and uh, 
you know, I can, because they use their songs for some commercials and stuff too, because I can remember uh, Sharp Dressed Man, She's Got Legs, uh, all that kind of stuff. Big time, they were right there at that start yeah. of the music videos yeah. too. Yeah, they, they, they took off during that time. Yeah. Uh, number five, you did your five, right? Was your five? Oh, that was my number. Yeah, my, I, mine's all gotten all out of whack. Okay. I don't even remember where that, that would have been. Well, my number five is Queen. That would have been five. You're okay. five because we've shared a okay. couple. Well, my I've five, got three left. Okay. Well, my number five is Queen. Okay. And uh, the my favorite album of theirs is Jazz, but my favorite song is Fat Bottom Girls. I, I'll agree with that. Queen's Queen, my mother's... My mother loved her there dog. Is, my mother's dog is named Freddie Mercury. There is very, <laughs> very, very few songs that rock like Fat Bottom Girls oh. do. And I will fight you to the death that Freddie Mercury is the greatest frontman of all time. I'm not gonna fight you on that one because I mean, is there anybody even close? And I and I got a whole I I got a whole lot more respect for him when I watched Put Him in Rhapsody. Um, because of what what he was and what I mean, when he come back on for the, was it Live Aid? Mm-hmm. When he come back for that, he wasn't feeling good at all. He he put it together. Yeah. And uh, he's, yeah, Queen of, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't so much a fan of him when I was a kid. It's one of those kind of things that you. I hit him in high school. Well, I, I mean, you, when I was a kid, I knew We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's one of those, once I started kind of understanding music and playing music more, you hear that kind of thing. It's, I hear the intricacies and all of the well, the then, talent. And then Wayne's World got them. That, yeah. th- that's what. That's Hallelujah. what. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> they were rock operas, kinda maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, not as much as Meatloaf. No, but, but they would be. I'd put the two yeah, together. Yeah, they they were. Uh, that's one of Kelly's favorite bands too. Right. She likes bicycle riding. No. Oh. So I, th- I think we're right. I've got three left, so go ahead and do you do your number four. Number four? And then I'll do my number three, and then you're three, okay. and then I'm two and two. I don't think we're going to match up anywhere the rest of Probably the not. Uh, four for me is Kid Rock. Kid Rock. My yeah. name is Kid. Now, my favorite album is Devil Without a Cause. His, first, his second one. Second one. Second one. What's the first one? Early Morning Stone? No, that's just a something, song. Is it Something in Grits? I can't remember what it is. I've never been... I I appreciate Kid Rock, and I would say that I'm a fan of him, but I've never really listened to just a ton of his music. So his his third album re-released some of his first album. He was on... He was on, on on course to be... to blow up faster than what he did. Mm-hmm. He toured with Ice Cube before he started his other stuff. Gotcha. What killed his career was Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was one of the first white rappers, and they made fun of him. Vanilla yeah. Ice was not serious. Kid Rock wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock was true to the, think, through the rap game. What I mean, I don't know that a white rapper was ever, because you had old what's-his-name from Canada, Informer, yeah. Info, Snow, was that his name, Snow? They didn't take him seriously until Eminem. Well, see, what happened was is that, Kid, like, like I said, Kid Rock says that, that Vanilla Ice killed his early mm-hmm. career because they wouldn't nobody take him seriously right. after that. And uh, finally, uh, he got back, you know, with that, that album, Devil Without a Cause. Speaking of Beastie Boys, Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. That's rap rock kind yeah. of stuff. I, I would say he's probably inspired by them a little bit, I've, too, with his style. I've seen Kid Rock five, six times live, and 
I don't know as far as all around that I know anybody more talented than he is. He play the drums. He can play either one of the, any of the guitars you want to pick up. He can just get up there and DJ. He was doing the turntables. He can play the piano. Hmm. Every every instrument on stage during his concert, he plays it. Gotcha. Goes around playing it. I've already puts on a heck of a show. He he and now. I'm more further back Kid Rock than I am some of the newer stuff mm-hmm. he's put out. Some of the newer going, stuff going is more country, country type stuff, yeah. and I'm more of the uh, explicit Kid Rock. Let's, uh-huh. let's say, bah, um, bah. yeah, yeah, Kid Rock. I mean, I, 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 my favorite Kid Rock song actually is probably one, and and I and I, I say that I don't like the new Kid Rock stuff, but this song I like it, and that's uh, Blue Jeans and a Rosary. I don't know if you ever heard that song mm-hmm. or not. I it's a slower song. Gotcha. Um, but it's a, it's a good one. I like Only God Knows Why. Yeah. I mean, that, those are those yeah. are easy. That and Cowboy. You know, Cowboy was the first one, wasn't now, it? Now, a, a good one I like off of uh, Devil Without a Cause is Wasting Time. I, I like it. And some of these I may have heard and just... It's you know been time and I, I don't don't remember them or whatever. There's a time because Mike like my brother he like Kid there, Rock. Too. There was a time that I had everything he put out. Yeah. If it come out, I was buying it as soon as it come out. All right, top three. There we go. My number three. It's one of those slight curveballs that I. The next two probably you probably wouldn't kind of see coming. But Jim Croce, I can't remember when I just fell in love with him, but fell in love with his music. I mean he'd been gone since seventy. 73 maybe when he playing Crash and I go that's kind of my thing I like rock and roll and I like fast upbeat songs but then Jim Croce and a lot of people know I mean Bad Bad Leroy Brown everybody knows that song if you don't know that song you were born under a rock and stayed there um, don't mess around with Slim. Yeah, don't mess around with Jim. Jim, that, that's and that's the my favorite album he had. But I have to say, I love you in a song. Yeah, New York's not my home. I like Roller Derby Queen, but I mean, I've got a name. Lovers Cross. One less set of footsteps. Working at the car wash blues. Have, you haven't still named mine yet. See, my dad was a Rampin huge. Roy. My, my, no, my dad was a huge. Jim Croce fan. Oh. So I listened to him back when I was young, too. What's time your favorite? Time in a Bottle. Time, okay, yeah, Time in a Bottle. It's not one of my favorites. Yeah, but. I, I, I like it because it, it just reminds me of some stuff, you know. Well, um, he's one of those. If that, I listen to Jim Croce, there's no way I'm not I'm not getting up in my feels. Yeah, I, I listened to him today, too. I just, I like Jim Croce. And I, I mean, he probably, if it wasn't for these other two, he would be, he'd be way, way, I mean, he is way on up there. He's number three, but these, my last two, I, I they're there, and probably will stay. Will stay there, but that's my number three, Jim Croce, gone way, way, way too soon. Yeah, my number three is Hootie the Blowfish. Hootie, We went and saw the 25th anniversary Crack Review. No, I guess it was the 25th anniversary of the band. I guess it was uh, in Atlanta, um, there at the same place we saw Black Crows. But uh, it's the Tabernacle. Or, no, it's just uh, or the Georgia Theater. No, it's neither one. It's the Amphitheater. Okay, the Georgia Theater is not. That's, that's in Athens. I think. You're thinking about Fox, Fox Theater. That's the one. Yeah. We actually stayed right across the road from the Fox Theater, but went to the Amphitheater okay. for the for the concert. Um, Crack Review is my favorite album, and my favorite song is Let Her Cry. Well, Crack Review, that's kind of like Appetite for Destruction, ain't it, for them? Yeah. Like, it's got yeah. all the yeah. Hold My Hand, yeah. Let yeah. Her Cry. What's the 
Oh, I want to be with you. Yeah. yeah, there's, and the short story he tells in concert, uh, I'd heard it, but he told in concert too and changed it up a little bit. But he said that um, they were looking for that song. He said, we listen to Black Crows and She Talks to Angels, and we want a She Talks to Angels. We That's what we want. I remember this. And he said you told it all they, the songs. they come back home, come back home, and, and started sitting around thinking. He said, Darius Rucker said, you know, what would it be like if Bonnie Raitt sang "She Talks to Angels"? And he said, I got to let her cry. Now, when they did the song, and this wasn't on my podcast, the podcast we did, mm-hmm. uh, this wasn't on there. But when they got the song, they didn't have a name for it. Because there's two different versions of that song. Okay. There's a there's a his he does a country version of it, letter B. Just letter B, and he and of course his the 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 blowfish version is letter cry. Mm-hmm. So he they they they're out on stage. They haven't named this song yet. They've got a new album coming out. You know they're they're putting these songs out, and they say we got this song coming out that um, we uh, we don't know what we're gonna name it, but here it is. They play the song. Well, after the concert, they're shaking hands and doing the thing, and a guy walks up stage. I can't say exactly what he said, but he said, you know, man, if she wants to cry, you just got to let her cry. <laughs> and hence, uh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, the name, the song pretty much named itself, but that's... Yeah. Well, he that's, does say let her be at the end of the line. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, he, he does a country version of it where he does let her be. But now Darius Rucker, man, he's talented. Yeah. Gosh, he's talented. You know, his favorite artist, Radney Foster. Is that right? But that's another band, when you see them play together, you know they like each other. Yeah. You can just tell they like each other because they got no reason to be out there doing that. Yeah. They got all money. I mean, back when, when was you born? 89. Okay. So let's say 95, 96, mm-hmm. 97, KZ 103, 105 now. Uh-huh. That's how old I am. KZ 103. I remember it to, being 105. They used to do, they used to do, KZ 103 used to do a triple shot. So when they would play the triple shot, they would tell you to what be listening for. What, I can't remember what it was. You called any one. I knew that Hootie and the Blowfish had jumped the shark when the triple play was all three Hootie and Blowfish songs. Yeah. And I knew right then, and that's what that's what happened to them. Is a lot of time that that they they jumped it because they got too popular and yeah. got overplayed. I mean, it was it was they well, were a joke for for well, a while. Another band like that is Nickelback. Oh yes, Nickelback yeah. is not a bad band. Yeah, and you're hearing it here. They're yeah. not a bad band, and I enjoy them. But they got they went from here. To up here, and it's like they were everywhere, and it got to be the point where it was just more fun to. It was when you're that far out in the open, it's easy to be, you know, yeah. take your licks and whatever. And I you mean. know, who and them not a band that broke up or separated because of anything. Mm-hmm. One of them's teaching school at South Carolina, North, uh, University of yeah. South Carolina. Hootie went off to do his own thing, uh, country wise, and took I mean, him a little while too. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but you know, he's sort of like uh, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie's country got his heart. Yeah. He wrote, you know, he wrote a bunch of songs for Kenny. Kenny, right? Kenny Rogers. You know, and, uh, you know, he's even got that uh, something from Tuskegee. You know, he's from Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
where he sings with country, you know, sings country songs together with, with country, sings his song, his songs with country singers gotcha. and turns them into a country song like it did uh, um, Stuck on You with Darius. Yeah, okay. They put the steel guitar into it and it changes yeah. the song up, you know. Me, me and Kelly talked about it. You could take any of the Hootie and Blowfish songs, tweak them a little bit, put a steel guitar in them. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's where you get, that's his sound. Well, I mean, that's 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 just a a singer songwriter who can do multiple things and and you know was just talented. All right, my number two. Need to breathe. Ooh, I like need to breathe. Need to breathe. That is probably these next two are mine and my wife's favorites. We went to see Need to Breathe. uh, Back. uh, (laughs) I like to see them. I really would. Oh, they were great. They were great. We saw them. uh, end of October at yep. uh, Botanical Gardens in Memphis. Yeah, me and Kelly t- uh, talked about going yeah, to Switchfoot that. opened up for right, them. And that, right, man, that was right, a great show. Right. But um, they are, if you're not familiar with them, they're kind of, a, they're a rock group, but they're kind of an alternative. I guess you throw them in an alternative. They do little country sound, little blues sound. They do, uh, they write some songs that are, Played on Christian radio. Yeah, they're Christian. They're Christian. I was, they're Christian I, I, guys. I would actually call them Christian rocks. What I would call them. Yeah, and they and every album they put out, there's three, four, up to maybe half the album is, yeah. is songs that can be yeah. played on Christian radio. Right. Or you can or, sing in church. Yeah, church songs. Yeah. Or and then the other ones, they're secular music, but they're not. They're they're not. They're a they're positive not, message. Right. They're not an ACDC. They're yeah. not a stuff yeah. like that. But. Yeah. Uh, they are great harmonies. The lead singer, I wish I could sing like him. Dude's amazing. Barry Reinhardt. Um, they're just good. My favorite album, I like The Heat and Out of Body. Out of Body was 2019. Uh, the Heat was back in like 08. And I like the songs. I like our seasons, Restless and I Am Yours off their new album. My number two is Need to Breathe. What's that song we're talking about going down to the water? Washed by the Water? Yeah. That's like the first one that. we heard. I, I like that song. That's a, um, I'm a sucker for B3 organ. And, and, and one thing that they have that they have on there with them is, doesn't that Gavin DeGraw do some music with them? He does a song with them, well, brother. See, I like Gavin. Because they were brothers. I like, Ga- I like Gavin DeGraw. I, I like him a lot. Gavin's voice is like a higher right. register of right. the way this dude right. sings. And Gavin, they together. Gavin did a total acoustic. He did a he, he released an album where one side of it was just his mute, the other side was acoustic, and it was, it was a two CD set back of something. And I, I I'm a big fan of Gavin DeGraw, and I like Need to Breathe yeah, too. Need to Breathe. That's, that's my number two. Well, my number two, I saw him two Saturdays ago. Oh, it's wow. coming Saturday. Two Saturdays I figured ago. Figured he'd be number one. No, he's not number one. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah. Huh. Um. We went and saw the, uh, it just seemed like 25 and 30 just keep reoccurring. 25th anniversary of Trouble Is, which mm-hmm. was his second album. Right. Um, but I think the reason why he celebrated that album was because Noah Hunt sung on that album with him. Okay. And Noah still sings with him. Gotcha. Matter of fact, I think him and Noah was the only ones left in the band from that Okay, that from time that period. time. Yeah. Now they did stop the concert halfway through. What they they did the same thing that the that uh, Black Crows did. They did Trouble Is that they did reverse order. Okay. And and went reverse in it. Um, but they stopped about halfway through. Uh, Kenny's dad was a uh, is is was a DJ in uh, Shreveport. 
Louisiana. That's where we went to Shreveport at the Strand and saw them. So he got up on the phone with all the original band members, and they come back okay. to play That's four cool. or five songs. That's with cool. Him. And uh, auctioned off some guitars, and did, I mean, just it's it an awesome night. It was recorded. Uh, they live streamed it actually the twentieth, which was Monday. They live streamed it. You could watch it live uh, over the uh, the streaming of it yeah. not live, but restreamed it. And then they got a DVD they made and all that. That, that of course I ordered. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but um, uh, Kelly, uh, when me and her first started dating, I introduced her to Kenny Wayne and to uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Lang and to uh, there was a there was a female artist I like to listen to back then. I, I can't her name's escaping me now, but uh, Kenny Wayne was thirteen when he got his start. Um, he's a year younger than me. So, uh, me, I, I kind of think me and him grew up together. Yeah. Because I started listening to his music when, you know, when the first one come out, Led Better Heights. What was that, what, 93 or 94? Yeah, something like that, 94. He was still in high school. Yeah. He got his record done in high school. He was, me and him actually graduated the same year. But he, but. Because Blue on Black was, what, second album? That was Trouble Is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Blue on Black somewhere, somehow, well, That somewhere. was mid-90s. That, that was right, uh, 90. 95? He, he skipped two years. It was, okay. It was 90, 95, 94, 96, 98, gotcha. kind of on his first ones. Um, but uh, my favorite album of his is Trouble Is. And then you can't beat Blue on Black. Yeah, I like Blue I mean, on Black. That's, I like, that's, King, is it King's Highway? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. That's actually a, a road in Treeport. Okay. I didn't know it. Oh. We was driving through, and right there, the sign said Kings Highway, and I'm like, gotcha. makes sense." But now there is a song that that he has that um, is one of his, and he hardly ever plays it. But it's a, and probably there's something to it, mm-hmm. to where he don't want to play it anymore. Yeah. But last goodbye. If you never heard that song, look it up. It's one of his slower stuff, and it's it's pretty pretty intense but man that dude can play a guitar oh yeah it's he can play a guitar he's and i and i've I've been i have been fortunate in my life to see some of the best guitar players that were alive that i could see at the time with him uh with uh eric clapton Mm -hmm. with uh eddie van halen wow you know i've seen yeah, I've seen some good ones. <laughs> I was gonna see Prince before he died. Yeah, that was my that was my next my next thing to do was see Prince, but that didn't happen. I got you. All right, you already know my number one. I've never made any bones about it. Blackberry Smoke is my number one. They're my favorite of all time. Leonard Skinner was the was my favorite until I discovered Blackberry Smoke, and basically they're just like you were saying take all of the good things about all of those bands from the 70s your Scannard, Almond Brothers, Molly Hatchet, uh, Blackfoot, Black Crows, any of that ilk, any kind of southern flavor and, and uh, they were even big fans of uh, Lowell George, uh, Little Feet. They're, they're, they got a lot of Little Feet influence and that's a Southern California band yeah, but but they, but they consider them Southern Rock. Yeah, which is. I had a I had a collection called Going South, and Little Feet was on it. I, I had that too, because uh, I used to sell it on TV. Yep, I remember. Sure I, did. I bought it when the 
you know, uh, statute of limitations is up, but I bought it at like the flea market when the dude yeah. used to sell them, yeah. you know, the yeah. burned CDs yeah. back in the early 2000s. But, I may or may not have burned that CD for some people, <laughs> but, uh, but I bought it, so therefore I, I mean, that it. had Georgia satellites, keep you change, or change my pocket. Keep Speaking your of that, side note, the Georgia satellites bass player mm-hmm. was in Kenny Wayne Shepherd's first band. Oh, heck fire. Yep. Okay. You can see yep. Blackberry Smoke, they would probably say their favorite band is Georgia Satellites. Rick Richards is the guitar player and you know. But uh their lead singer was from San Diego, California. Just a little fun fact, but my favorite album by them, The Whippoorwill. Every stinking song on it is just amazing. And my favorite song is Shaking Hands with the Holy Ghost. I like One Horse Town and Sanctified Woman. Yeah. And they they're just talented. They're talented and you're like you're talking about the chemistry of a band. Yeah. They got it. Yeah, I saw that when, when I saw them. Yeah, We've seen them a couple just, times. And Kelly's a big fan of, of Blackberry Smoke. Yeah, they're. Um, she probably likes them a bit better than I do. Yeah. But, but I, I wouldn't say I don't. I don't dislike them by no most right. stretch of the imagination. I mean, they're 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 just. I can't say enough good stuff about them. So if I if I could talk about them all night and the rest of the day tomorrow too. So. Well. I guess. Come on. I guess I'm a 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid. Okay, so that's um, going to be around 91, 92. My mother uh, says she'll carry me to this concert at the Pyramid in Memphis. Oh. Me and a buddy of mine, a cousin of mine, and her went to this concert. And one of the things I remember about it, this guy sitting next to me asked me if I wanted to hit off his joint. And I said, no, man, I'm good. <laughs> 14-year-old kid, but we saw uh, Aerosmith. Oh, Okay. That was, that was my first real concert. Wow. And, and somebody hit you. It was all downhill from there, buddy. <laughs> you couldn't get back up there again. Yeah. Because this was the Eat the Rich tour. We're okay. talking about crying, crazy, amazing, plus all the other stuff they Damn. had. Was Living on the Edge later than yes, that? Yes, it, it was on that one. Okay, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know, the, I know that area. Yeah. This about. was... Uh, my mom's a big Aerosmith fan. This was the... Yeah, Permanent Vacation Pump, and I think Eat the Rich was the next one. Okay. Um, they had pretty much faded away. Um, and uh, Run DMC gave them a shot of steroids when yeah. they covered a uh, Walk This Way. Was that late 80s? Yeah. And when they, when they played them together, it brought Aerosmith into a whole different group of people mm-hmm. because they had, some, they had drug issues, and Permanent Vacation was supposed to be their retirement album. Okay. And then they come back. Uh, I think Pump was after that one. I, I think I'm right about that. And then I, I want to say Eat the Rich was next. You know, Pump had uh, uh, What It Takes, um, uh, Angel. Okay. Only it. That was Pump. Um, so the ne- uh, Janie's Got a Gun. Uh, I think that was all on that one. And then, uh, but yeah, Eat the Rich when it come. I think that was the name of the album. It was the Eat the Rich Tour. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the album. But, uh, yeah, Living on the Edge was on it. And, I mean, man, 14-year-old kid, you see Aerosmith yeah, up no. there, man. That's something else. And uh, I've seen Aerosmith, oh, I don't know, six, seven more times. Dang. Um, I've seen them with Train. I've seen them with this and that. And I've seen Train twice. Actually, didn't know who they were twice. They opened for uh, Aerosmith and opened for Hooting the Blowfish one time. Then I saw them down in Jack, down at Hallam Miles and Jackson, their own tour. But uh, uh, 
I, I didn't. I hadn't seen this album before, and I got to looking at it, and I thought, well, I kind of like that album, and it's uh, called Tough Love, The Best of the Ballads. Okay. I will I will argue with anybody again that if there was any person ever created to sing a ballad, it's Steven Tyler. I mean, he can do it. I could probably find somebody, but he'd be... I, I, I'm with you. Just as far as a ballad. You, I, I mean, what you're We're talking in. about crazy. We're talking about crying. We're talking about what it takes. Eyes. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I mean, the ballads. But... Man, my favorite one is Dream On. Yeah. That's my second favorite song of all time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, they got so many. I mean, but, that's it. But the, the, my favorite version of that song is actually, I think, out of The Last Action Hero uh, with the orchestra in it. I think it's out of that movie. It may not be. I know they did, did it for MTV with the orchestra. Gotcha. Man, that was, but, yeah, 14-year-old kid. I'm 14, 15, whatever I was sitting there. And that's kind of that fourteen fifteen age is when you kind of start really coming into your own as far as your music taste yeah. or whatever, and start listening to. I started listening to good stuff around fourteen or fifteen. See, my experience with concerts before that was T.G. Shepherd at the uh, at the halftime of the of the uh, rodeo at the Mid South Fair. Yeah, Pop used to love to go to the Mid South Fair, and we'd go up there, and T.J. T.G. Shepherd played one year, and somebody else played another mm-hmm. year. I didn't. I didn't know no better. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Aerosmith come and we went and bought tickets. As back in the day when you went to Album Island, you stood in line. Yeah. And you bought tickets the, the morning of. Man, that was some. People, kids don't know anything about anything now. Yeah. Th- things are too easy. You get on your computer. I mean, that's when you had to stand out in line in the cold rain, whatever it was. You had to earn it. By you had Cali. to earn it. You had to be a, a dang fan. And then Album Island got to where they wouldn't let you on their property. Mm until a certain time so you had to sit across the road and wait then everybody come running across and then it got to where they do a lottery where they give everybody a ticket mm-hmm. and then they pick a number well if you just as your number you're first in line yeah for Aerosmith in Memphis uh I was third in line second row second row center for the uh I don't remember what tour that was but yeah I've seen them I've seen him a couple times. That's probably, I mean, they've been listed as what, the greatest American rock band? Greatest American of all time. rock band of all time. It'd be kind of hard to, because I mean, some of the, I mean, Zeppelin is the top of the list, but they're British. I mean, yeah. you know, Rolling Stones, British. I mean, ACDC's far out, you know, that kind of thing. I would. Yeah, that, that's, that's I, I, I've, I've, I've thought about that same exact topic, and I've never come up with a better one. Yeah. For longevity, I mean, they. Well, yeah, that's big. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'd agree with that. And for what they have, I mean, I've seen them. Then also, uh, in another episode we're going to do in the future, mm-hmm. uh, I saw two of their two of their guitar players, Brad Whitford and uh, Joe uh, Perry. No, Bradley Whitford and uh, um, can't think of the other one. Uh, they had they actually had three guitar players in their band. Okay, and and one of them was, was Perry. And then the other two, uh, Bradley Whitford and, and I can't think of the guy's name. And then they had the drummer. But uh, they actually were on this other tour I went to see, just of guitar players. Okay. And uh, so I've seen, you know, I've seen them. and But they started, what, 60s maybe? Late 60s because I think their first Early 70s. I think their first album hit in 73 maybe. Yeah. Because I, I, I think Toys in the Attic was 75. And and they're pretty much and another another song that's very underrated of theirs that I like and Stephen Tyler doesn't even sing on it and that's Mama Ken. 
Mama Ken is one of my Joe favorites. Perry I didn't realize that wasn't Steve. I'm pretty sure okay. Joe Perry does a singing on it. There's, if it's not it, it's one of his one of their songs that Joe. That's Perry on their first singing. album. Yeah. pretty sure. And Draymond, if you listen to the original version, you don't think it's Stephen Tyler. It doesn't sound like he does his voice until he gets like, to the until he gets to, to the end. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to tell everybody's ears here and try to sound like I can sing. Oh yeah. When he does that, you can tell. Well, that's Stephen because I I, I kind of thought well. Perry was singing up until that point, and then mm-hmm. Steven Tyler took over. But the problem was he hadn't had enough drugs and cigarettes to get to where he is down the road Yeah, with his voice now. And a lot of them are opposite. Like, he started out singing lower, and now he sings, like, higher, it seems like, than he did then. Where yeah. you got, like, Elton John and Robert Plant, who had some, they, their vocal cords got, had to have surgery or whatever, and they sing a lot deeper now than they did back, you know, instead mm-hmm. of, hold me closer, Tony. It's, hold me closer, Tony, you know. Tony Danson. <laughs> Tony Danson. But yeah, Aerosmith. I think I'll round it out, and for first episode of this thing. And one caveat we did put on this was, is we wasn't really talking about maybe necessarily what we're listening to now, right? Because there may be some artists we're listening to now that gets on this list in five five years. years. Mm -hmm. But but as of right now, you know this is, and I tried to do this one opposite of what I did on the other one. It's kind of. um, you got to live with it a little while. And it's kind of like movies, too. I wouldn't consider something my favorite movie ever after only watching it one or two times. You know, I, you know, you got to... And songs and... and, and that's like Turnpike Troubadours. They probably... You, two, two years ago, they probably would be on this list. But now that I've lived with them a little bit longer and I've been listening to them for almost 10 years now, they're okay. there. Go back and include my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the 16 bands I mentioned, half of them I've seen. Right. And that that makes a big difference. Yeah, well, I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six of my list. Of my top ten, I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, hang on. My top ten, I've seen one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven. Well, seven I mean, when you got it, like, like Jim Croce was on my list. He's been dead since. You're not going to be able to see him, right? You're not going to be able to see the original Led Zeppelin. No, you're not going to be able to do it. No, I, I, I count Leonard Skinner, right? But I don't really count Leonard Skinner. Yeah, but, I would like to see Leonard Skinner circa about 1974. But now I did see a version of Leonard Skinner that was more. Mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, you probably you've seen them. I've only seen them with I'm with gonna, one. I'm gonna save it, but I, okay. I, I saw them. I saw them when I was younger. Uh, I was probably I might have been just right out of high school. Yeah. And saw them, and and at that time they had just come back mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Johnny. No, yeah. no, no, no. Who's the sing, who sings from? It's Johnny. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Johnny's singing for him. Yeah. He come back. That that's when they first. But, not, they they hit back. They come back in '87 with that tri- the ten years after the crash, and they did a few things, did a little tour. Um, Endangered Species was '94. Yeah, and uh, then so '94, '95. Yeah, they, they were they were a little bit. I saw them a little bit after they got started mm-hmm. because uh, Last Rebel was actually on one before Endangered Species. Um, that, they had an album. 
that was all new songs right. and Endangered right. Species is right. all acoustic. So this would have been 95, 96, mm-hmm. maybe 97. So it wasn't long after right. they have, they haven't been back together That's when long. they started hitting. They had like right. albums and, right. yeah. Um, they, you still had like a good many of them they, still they playing still, and they, living. At that time, them, I, would, I would consider myself seeing as close as I could to Leonard yeah. Skinner yeah. when I saw them. Pretty much everybody yeah. minus Alan Collins and... Uh, Ronnie Van Zant. Yeah. So, all right. I think we'll shut her down there. And so we're we're new to this game. You know, you can find us on Manchild Movie Night. That's where we've been hanging out for like six years now. We've been doing that. Uh, it's a little bit different than this. It's more long form. It's movies. We watch them, talk about them, goof off. There's we have a cast of characters on that show. You never know who's going to show you up. You don't ever know. That's It's like a box of chocolates. It is. You don't ever know what you're going to get. It's, this one will be a little bit more streamlined. But uh got an email. Email us here at soundtrackoflife at gmail.com with whatever. You know, holler at us. Get your list of your favorite artists of all time. Or you just want to have some comments or heck anything. And there's can. no wrong answer. Yeah. They're absolutely not. We might not agree on if yeah. I like them or not. I mean, right. you may put Springsteen on there, and God bless you. Yeah, you, do. you know, if you like Springsteen, we don't like Springsteen. If you like Springsteen, just, I you mean, know. if you got the Beatles one and Springsteen two, then you're fine. But I mean, you're you just know. not gonna ride around with me. Right. <laughs> um, and find us on Twitter uh, at the S O L Pod, and that's the capital S, capital O, capital L Pod at Twitter. And we'll be having some uh, guests maybe with us from time to time. I hope um, so. Uh, you know, we'll get our good buddy Dusty in here. Yeah, yeah. Because he is a metalhead. May get your uh, <laughs> your brother set in with us one night. Yeah, he won't know how to act on something like this. Well, just let him go. Yeah. But uh, well, with that being said, I'm going to end it with my favorite music quote, and I may do this on every episode, as Briscoe Darling would say from Andy Griffith: "If you got time to breathe, you got time for music. Y'all have a good one." 